Bible in a Year, Week 11. We continue through Deuteronomy um, the next couple of days and continue on with Moses as we look at First Deuteronomy 21 beginning at verse 15. Again, we'll, we'll flick through a few chapters um, as the chronological order. But we start off in Deuteronomy 21, 15, day 71. If a man has two wives, one loved and the other unloved, and both the loved and the unloved bear him sons, and if the unloved wife has the firstborn son, when that man gives what he has to his sons as an inheritance, he is not to show favouritism to the son of the loved wife, as his firstborn over the firstborn of the unloved wife. He must acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the unloved wife, by giving him a double portion of everything that belongs to him, for he is the firstfruits of his virility, he has the rights of the firstborn. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father or mother, and doesn't listen to them even after they discipline him, his father and mother must take hold of him and bring him to the elders of his city, to the gate of his hometown. They will say to the elders of this city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He doesn't obey us. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his city will stone him to death. You must purge the evil from you, and all Israel will hear and be afraid. If anyone is found guilty of an offence during deserving the death penalty and is executed, and you hang his body on a tree, you are not to leave his corpse in the tree overnight, but are to bury him that day, for anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. You must not defile the land your Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. And we jump into Deuteronomy 25. If there is a dispute between men, they are to go to court and the judges will hear their case. They will clear the innocent and condemn the guilty. If the guilty party deserves to be flogged, the judge will make him lie down and be flogged in his presence with the number of lashes appropriate for his crime. He may be flogged with 40 lashes but no more. Otherwise, if he is flogged with more lashes than these, your brother will be degraded in your sight. Do not muzzle an ox while it treads out grain. When brothers live in the same property and one of them dies without a son, the wife of the dead man may not marry a stranger outside the family. Her brother-in-law is to take her as his wife, have sexual relations with her, and perform the duty of a brother-in-law for her. The first son she bears will carry on the name of the dead brother, so his name will not be blotted out from Israel. But if the man doesn't want to marry his sister-in-law, she must go to the elders at the city gate and say, My brother-in-law refuses to preserve his brother's name in Israel. He isn't willing to perform the duty of a brother-in-law for me. The elders of his city will summon him and speak with him. If he persists and says, I don't want to marry her, then his sister-in-law will go up to him in the sight of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot and spit in his face. Then she will declare, This is what is done to a man who will not build up his brother's house. And his family name in Israel will be called the house of the man whose sandal was removed. If two men are fighting with each other, and the wife of one steps in to rescue her husband from the one striking him, and she puts out her hand and grabs his genitals, you are to cut off her hand. You must not show pity. You must not have two different weights in your bag, one heavy and one light. You must not have two differing dry measures in your house, a larger and a smaller. You must have a full and honest weight, a full and honest dry measure, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. For everyone who does such things and acts unfairly is detestable to the Lord your God. Remember what the Amalekites did to you in the journey after you left Egypt, 
They met you along the way and attacked all your stragglers from behind when you were tired and weary. They did not fear God. When the Lord your God gives you rest from all the enemies around you in the land, the Lord your God is giving you to possess as an inheritance. Blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. And then back into Deuteronomy chapter 22. If you see your brother's ox or sheep straying, you must not ignore it. Make sure you return it to your brother. If your brother does not live near you or you don't know him, you are to bring the animal to your home to remain with you until your brother comes looking for it. Then you can return it to him. Do the same for his donkey, his garment or anything your brother has lost and you have found. You must not ignore it. If you see your brother's donkey or ox fallen down in the road, you must not ignore it. You must help him lift it up. A woman is not to wear male clothing and a man is not to put on a woman's garment. For everyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord your God. If you come across a bird's nest with chick or eggs, either in a tree or on the ground along the road, and the mother is sitting on the chick or eggs, you must not take the mother along with the young. You may take the young for yourself, but be sure to let the mother go free, so that you may prosper and live long. If you build a new house, make a railing around your roof so that you don't bring blood guilt on your house if someone falls from it. Do not plant your vineyard with two types of seed, otherwise the entire harvest, both the crop you plant and the produce of the vineyard, will be defiled. Do not plough with an ox and a donkey together. Do not wear clothes made of both wool and linen. Make tassels in the four corners of the outer garment you wear. If a man marries a woman, has sexual relations with her and comes to hate her, and accuses her of shameful conduct and gives her a bad name, saying, I married this woman and was intimate with her, but I didn't find any evidence of her virginity. The young woman's father and mother will take the evidence of her virginity and bring it to the city elders at the gate. The young woman's father will say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man as a wife, but he hates her. He has accused her of shameful conduct, saying, I didn't find any evidence of your daughter's virginity, but here is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. They will spread out the cloth before the city elders. Then the elders of that city will take the man and punish him. They will also fine him 100 silver shekels and give them to the young woman's father, because that man gave an Israelite virgin a bad name. She will remain his wife. He cannot divorce her as long as he lives. But if this accusation is true and no evidence of the young woman's virginity is found, they will bring the woman to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city will stone her to death. For she has committed an outrage in Israel by being promiscuous in her father's house. You must purge the evil from you. If a man is discovered having sexual relations with another man's wife, both the man who had sex with the woman and the woman must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. If there is a young woman who is a virgin engaged to a man, and another man encounters her in the city and has sex with her, you must take the two of them out to the gate of that city and stone them to death. The young woman because she did not cry out in the city, and the man because he has violated his neighbour's fiancée. You must purge the evil from you. But if the man encounters the engaged woman in the open country and he seizes and rapes her, only the man who raped her must die. Do nothing to the young woman because she is not guilty of an offence deserving death. This case is just like one in which a man attacks his neighbour and murders him. When he found her in the field, the engaged woman cried out but there was no one to rescue her. If a man encounters a young woman, a virgin who is not engaged, takes hold of her and rapes her, and they are discovered, the man who raped her must give the young woman's father fifty silver shekels, and she must become his wife because he violated her. 
He cannot divorce her as long as he lives. A man is not to marry his father's wife. He must not violate his father's marriage bed. No man whose testicles have been crushed or whose penis has been cut off may enter the Lord's assembly. No one of illegitimate birth may enter the Lord's assembly. None of his descendants, even to the tenth generation, may enter the Lord's assembly. No Ammonite or Moabite may enter the Lord's assembly. None of their descendants, even to the tenth generation, may enter ever the Lord's assembly. This is because they did not meet you with food and water in the journey after you came out of Egypt, and because Balaam, son of Beor, from Pethor and Arahamana, was hired to curse you. Yet the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but he turned the curse into a blessing for you, because the Lord your God loves you. Never seek peace or friendship with them as long as you live. Do not despise an Edomite because he is your brother. Do not despise an Egyptian because you were a foreign resident in his land. The children born to them in the third generation may enter the Lord's assembly. When you are encamped against your enemies, be careful to avoid anything offensive. If there is a man among you who is unclean because of a bodily omission during the night, he must go outside the camp. He may not come anywhere inside the camp. When evening approaches, he must wash with water, and when the sun sets, he may come inside the camp. You must have a place outside the camp and go there to relieve yourself. You must have a digging tool in your equipment. When you relieve yourself, dig a hole with it and cover up your excrement. For the Lord your God walks throughout your camp to protect you and deliver your enemies to you. So your encampments must be holy. He must not see anything improper among you or he will turn away from you. Do not return a slave to his master when he has escaped from his master to you. Let him live among you wherever he wants within your gates. Do not mistreat him. No Israelite woman is to be a cult prostitute and no Israelite man is to be a cult prostitute. Do not bring a female prostitute's wages or a male prostitute's earnings into the house of the Lord your God to fulfil any vow because both are detestable to the Lord your God. Do not charge your brother interest on money, food or anything that can earn interest. You may charge a foreigner interest but you must not charge your brother interest so that the Lord your God may bless you in everything you do in the land you are entering to possess. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to keep it, because he will require it of you, and it will be counted against you as sin. But if you refrain from making a vow, it will not be counted against you as sin. Be careful to do whatever comes from your lips, because you have freely vowed what you promised to the Lord your God. When you enter your neighbour's vineyard, you may eat as many grapes as you want until you are full. But you must not put any in your container. When you enter your neighbour's standing grain, you may pluck heads of grain with your hand, but you must not put a sickle to your neighbour's grain. There we end day 71. Day 72 as we continue through Deuteronomy. And the last 24, chapter 24, and then we jump into 26. We're going to get 24 verse 1. If a man marries a woman... But she becomes displeasing to him because he finds something improper about her. He may write her a divorce certificate, hand it to her and send her away from his house. If after leaving his house she goes and becomes another man's wife, and the second man hates her, writes her a divorce certificate, hands it to her and sends her away from her his house or if he dies, the first husband who sent her away may not marry her again after she has been defiled, because that would be detestable to the Lord. You must not bring guilt in the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. When a man takes a bride, he must not go out with the army or be liable for any duty. 
he is free to stay at home for one year so that he can bring joy to the wife he has married. Do not take a pair of millstones or an upper millstone as security for a debt because that is like taking a life as security. If a man is discovered kidnapping one of his Israelite brothers, whether he treats him as a slave or sells him, the kidnapper must die. You must purge the evil from you. Be careful in a case of infectious skin disease, following carefully everything the Levitical priests instruct you to do. Be careful to do as I have commanded them. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam on the journey after you left Egypt. When you make a loan of any kind to your neighbour, do not enter his house to collect what he offers as security. You must stand outside while the man you are making the loan to brings the security out to you. If he is a poor man, you must not sleep in the garment he has given as security. Be sure to return it to him at sunset. Then he will sleep in it and bless you, and this will be counted as righteousness to you before the Lord your God. Do not oppress a hard hand who is poor and needy, whether one of your brothers or one of the foreigners resident in the town in your land. You are to pay him his wages each day before the sun sets, because he is poor and depends on them. Otherwise he will cry out to the Lord against you and you will be held guilty. Fathers are not to be put to death for their children or children for their fathers. Each person will be put to death for his own sin. Do not deny justice to a foreign resident or fatherless child, and do not take a widow's garment as security. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I am commanding you to do this. When you reap the harvest in your field and you forget a sheaf in the field, do not go back to get it. It is to be left for the foreign resident, the fatherless and the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you knock down the fruit from your olive tree, you must not go over the branches again. What remains will be for the foreign resident, the fatherless and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you must not glean what is left. What remains will be for the foreign resident, the fatherless and the widow. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I am commanding you to do this. And then to Deuteronomy 26. When you enter the land, the Lord your your God is giving you as an inheritance and you take possession of it and live in it, you must take some of the first of all the soil's produce that you harvest from the land the Lord your God is giving you, and put it in a container. Then go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to have his name dwell. When you come before the priest who is serving at that time, you must say to him, Today I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered the land the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest will take the container from your hand and place it before the altar of the Lord your God. You are to respond by saying in the presence of the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Armenian. He went down to Egypt with a few people and lived there. There he became a great, powerful and populous nation. But the Egyptians mistreated and afflicted us and forced us to do hard labour. So we called out to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our cry and saw our misery, hardship and oppression. Then the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and an outstretched arm, with terrifying power and with signs and wonders. He led us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I have now brought the first of the land's produce that you, Lord, have given me. You will then place the container before the Lord your God and bow down to him. You, the Levite, and the foreign resident among you will rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given you and your household. When you have finished paying all the tenth of your produce in the land year, sorry, in the third year, the year of the tenth, you are to give it to the Levite, the foreign resident, the fatherless, and the widow, so that they may eat in your towns and be satisfied. 
Then you will say in the presence of the Lord your God, I have taken the consecrated portion out of my house. I have also given it to the Levite, the foreign resident, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all the commands you gave me. I have not violated or forgotten your commands. I have not eaten any of it while in mourning, or removed any of it while unclean, or offered any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God. I have done all you commanded me. Look down from your holy dwelling, from heaven, and bless your people Israel and the land you have given us, as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. The Lord your God is commanding you this day to follow these statutes and ordinances. You must be careful to follow them with all your heart and all your soul. Today you have affirmed that the Lord is your God, and that you will walk in his ways, keep his statutes, commands, and ordinances, and obey him. And today the Lord has affirmed that you are his special people, as he promised you, that you are to keep all his commands, that he will put you far above all the nations he has made in praise, fame, and glory, and that you will be a holy people to the Lord your God, as he promised. Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, Keep every command I am giving you today. At the time you cross the Jordan into the land the Lord your God is giving you, you must set up large stones and cover them with plaster. Write all the words of this law on the stones after you cross to enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord the God of your fathers has promised you. When you have crossed the Jordan, you are to set up these stones on Mount Ebal, as I am commanding you today, and you are to cover them with plaster. Build an altar of stones there to the Lord your God. You must not use any iron tool on them. Use uncut stones to build the altar of the Lord your God, and offer burnt offerings to the Lord your God on it. There you are to sacrifice fellowship offerings, eat, and rejoice in the presence of the Lord your God. Write clearly all the words of this law on the plastered stones. Moses and the Levitical priests spoke to all Israel, Be silent, Israel, and listen. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. Obey the word of the Lord your God and follow his commands and statutes I am giving you today. On that day Moses commanded the people, When you have crossed the Jordan, these tribes will stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Ishkar, Joseph and Benjamin. And these tribes will stand on Mount Ebal to deliver the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan and Naphtali. The Levites will proclaim in a loud voice to every Israelite, Cursed is the person who makes a carved idol or cast image, which is detestable to the Lord, the work of a craftsman, and sets it up in secret. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is the one who dishonours his father or mother, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who moves his neighbour's boundary marker, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who leads a blind person astray on the road, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who denies justice to a foreign resident, a fatherless child or a widow, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who sleeps with his father's wife, for he has violated his father's marriage bed, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who has sexual intercourse with any animal, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who sleeps with his sister, whether his father's daughter or his mother's daughter, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who sleeps with his mother-in-law, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who kills his neighbour in secret, and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is the one who accepts a bribe to kill an innocent person, 
and all the people will say, Amen. Cursed is anyone who does not put the words of this law into practice, and all the people will say, Amen. Now, if you carefully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all his commands I am giving you today, the Lord your God will put you far above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come and overtake you because you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Your descendants will be blessed in your soil's produce and the offspring of your livestock, including the young of your herds and the newborn of your flocks. Your basket and kneading bowl will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will march out against you from one direction but flee from you in seven directions. The Lord will grant you a blessing on your storehouses and on everything you do. He will bless you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore to you if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the Lord's name and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will make you prosper abundantly with children, the offspring of your livestock and your soil's produce in the land the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his abundant storehouse, the sky to give you your land rain in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations but you will not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will only move upward and never downward if you listen to the Lord your God's commands I am giving you today and are careful to follow them. Do not turn aside to the right or the left from all the things I am commanding you today and do not go after other gods to worship them. There we end day 72. So on day 73 and we just follow through the next couple of chapters of Deuteronomy. Um, chapters 28 and 29. Um, starting at 28.15 The Curses for Disobedience Deuteronomy 28.15 But if you do not obey the Lord your God and I'm just going to pause here and look back yes, the end of the last day we had the prophecy concerning Israel's future and how God would establish them as his holy people um, and the world would stand in awe of them so if you do not obey the Lord your God by carefully following all his commands and statutes I am giving you today all these curses will come and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and kneading bowl will be cursed. Your descendants will be cursed in your soil's produce, the young of your herd and the newborn of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send against you curses, confusion and rebuke in everything you do until you are destroyed and quickly perish because of the wickedness of your actions in abandoning me. The Lord will make pestilence cling to you until he has exterminated you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will afflict you with wasting disease, fever, inflammation, burning heat, drought, blight and mildew. These will pursue you until you perish. The sky above you will be bronze and the earth beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your land into falling dust. It will descend on you from the sky until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will march out against them from one direction, but flee from them in seven directions. You will be an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your corpses will be food for all the birds of the sky and the wild animals of the land, and no one will scare them away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt, tumours, a festering rash, and scabies from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and mental confusion, 
so that at noon you will grope around as a blind man gropes in the dark. You will not be successful in anything you will do. You will only be oppressed and robbed continually and no one will help you. You will become engaged to a woman but another man will rape her. You will build a house but not live in it. You will plant a vineyard but not enjoy its fruit. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes but you will not eat any of it. Your donkey will be taken away from you and not returned to you. Your flock will be given to your enemies and no one will help you. Your sons and daughters will be given to another people while your eyes grow weary looking from them every day. But you will be powerless to do anything. A people you don't know will eat your soil's produce and everything you have laboured for. You will only be oppressed and crushed continually. You will be driven mad by what you see. The Lord will afflict you on your knees and thighs with painful and incurable boils from the soles of your foot to the top of your head. The Lord will bring you and your king that you have appointed to a nation neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you will worship other gods of wood and stone. You will become an object of horror, scorn and ridicule among all the peoples where the Lord will drive you. You will sow much seed in the field but harvest little because locusts will devour it. You will plant and cultivate vineyards but not drink the wine or gather the grapes because worms will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout your territory but not anoint yourself with oil because your olives will drop off. You will father sons and daughters but they will not remain yours because they will be taken prisoner. Whirring insects will take possession of all your trees and your land's produce. The foreign resident among you will rise higher and higher above you while you sink lower and lower. He will lend to you, but you won't lend to him. He will be the head and you will be the tail. All these curses will come, pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed, since you did not obey the Lord your God and keep the commands and statutes he gave you. These curses will be a sign and a wonder against you and your descendants forever. Because you didn't serve the Lord your God with joy and a cheerful heart, even though you had an abundance of everything, you will serve your enemies the Lord will send against you in famine, thirst, nakedness and a lack of everything. He will place an iron yoke in your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation from far away, from the ends of the earth, to swoop down on you like an eagle, a nation whose language you don't understand, a ruthless nation showing no respect for the old and not sparing the young. They will eat the offspring of your livestock and your soil's produce until you are destroyed. They will leave you no grain, new wine, oil, young of your herds or newborn of your flocks until they cause you to perish. They will besiege you within all your gates until your high and fortified walls that you trust in come down throughout your land. They will besiege you within all your gates throughout the land the Lord your God has given you. You will eat your children, the flesh of your sons and daughters the Lord your God has given you during the siege and hardship your enemy imposes on you. The most sensitive and refined man among you will be look grudgingly at his brother, the wife he embraces and the rest of his children, refusing to share with any of them his children's flesh that he will eat because he has nothing left during the seas and hardship your enemy imposes on you in all your towns. The most sensitive and refined woman among you who would not venture to set the sole of her foot in the ground because of her refinement and sensitivity will begrudge the husband she embraces, her son and her daughter, the afterbirth that comes out from between her legs and the children she bears, because she will secretly eat them for lack of anything else during the siege and hardship your enemy imposes on you within your gates. If you are not careful to obey all the words of this law which are written in this scroll, by fearing this glorious and awesome name, Yahweh your God, he will bring extraordinary plagues on you and your descendants, 
severe and lasting plagues, and terrible and chronic sicknesses. He will afflict you again with all the diseases of Egypt which you dreaded, and they will cling to you. The Lord will so inflict you with every sickness and plague not recorded in the book of this law until you are destroyed. Though you were as numerous as the stars of the sky, you will be left with only a few people, because you did not obey the Lord your God. Just as the Lord was glad to cause you to prosper and to multiply you, so he will also be glad to cause you to perish and destroy you. You will be deported from the land you are entering to possess. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you will worship other gods of wood and stone, which neither you or your fathers have known. You will find no peace among those nations, and there will be no resting place for the sole of your foot. There the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and a despondent spirit. Your life will hang in doubt before you. You will be in dread night and day, never certain of survival. In the morning you will say, if only it were evening, and in the evening you will say, if only it were morning. Because of the dread you will have in your heart, and because of what you will see. The Lord will take you back in ships to Egypt by a route that I said you would never see again. There you will sell yourselves to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. These are the words of the covenant the Lord has commanded Moses to make with the Israelites in the land of Moab, in addition to the covenant he had made with them at Horeb. Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen with your own eyes everything the Lord did in Egypt to Pharaoh, to all his officials and to his entire land. You saw with your own eyes the great trials and those great signs and wonders, Yet to this day the Lord has not given you a mind to understand, eyes to see, or ears to hear. I led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes and the sandals on your feet did not wear out. You did not eat bread or drink wine or beer, so that you might know that I am the Lord your God. When you reached this place, Sihon king of Heshbon and Og king of Bashan came out against us in battle, but we defeated them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Therefore observe the words of this covenant and follow them, so that you will succeed in everything you do. All of you standing here today before the Lord your God, your leaders, tribes, elders, officials, all the men of Israel, your children, your wives, and the foreigners in your camps who cut your wood and draw your water, so that you may enter into the covenant of the Lord your God, which he is making with you today so that you may enter into his oath, and so that he may establish you today as his people, and he may be your God, as he promised you, and as he swore to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am making this covenant and this oath not only with you, but also with those who are standing here today, in the presence of the Lord our God, and with those who are not here today. Indeed, you know how we lived in the land of Egypt, and passed through the nations where you travelled, You saw their detestable images and idols made of wood, stone, silver and gold which were among them. But sure, be sure there is no man, woman, clan or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of those nations. Be sure there is no root among you bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. When someone hears the words of this oath, he may bless himself in his mind thinking, I will have peace even though I follow my own stubborn heart. This will lead to the destruction of the well-watered land as well as the dry land. The Lord will not be willing to forgive him. Instead, his anger and jealousy will burn against that person, and every curse written in this scroll will descend on him. The Lord will blot out his name under heaven and single him out for harm from all the tribes of Israel, 
according to all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law. Future generations of your children who follow you and a foreigner who comes from a distant country will see the plagues of the land and the sicknesses the Lord has inflicted on it. All its soil will be a burning waste of sulphur and salt, unsown, producing nothing, with no plant growing in it, just like the fall of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord demolished in his fierce anger. All the nations will ask, why has the Lord done this to this land? Why this great outburst of anger? Then people will answer, it is because they abandoned the covenant of the Lord, the God of their fathers, which he had made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. They began to worship other gods, bowing down to gods they had not known, gods that the Lord had not permitted them to worship. Therefore the Lord's anger burned against this land, and he brought every curse written in this book on it. The Lord uprooted them from their land in his anger, fury and great wrath, and threw them into another land where they are today. The hidden things belong to the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong to us and our children forever, so that we may follow all the words of this law. There we end, day 73. Day 74, as we continue through these last numbers of chapters of Deuteronomy, and today we uh, go through Deuteronomy 30 and 31, uh, and also jump into a couple of numbers. But we begin Deuteronomy 30, verse 1. When all these things happen to you, the blessings and curses I have set before you, and you come to your senses while you are in the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, by doing everything I am giving to you today, then he will restore your fortunes, have compassion on you, and gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Even if your exiles are at the ends of the earth, he will gather you and bring you back from there. The Lord your God will bring you into the land your fathers possessed, and you will take possession of it. He will cause you to prosper and multiply you more than you he did your fathers. The Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants, and you will love him with all your heart and all your soul, so that you will live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. Then you will again obey him and follow all his commands I am giving you today. The Lord your God will make you prosper abundantly in all the work of your hands with children, the offspring of your livestock and your soil's produce. Indeed, the Lord will again delight in your prosperity, as he delighted in that of your fathers, when you obey the Lord your God by keeping his commands and statutes that are written in this book of the law, and return to him with all your heart and all your soul. This command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. It is not in heaven so that you have to ask, who will go up to heaven, get it for us, and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. And it is not across the sea so that you have to ask, who will cross the sea, get it for us, and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. But the message is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, so that you may follow it. See, today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and adversity. For I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commands, statutes and ordinances, so that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God may bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not listen, and you are led astray to bow down to other gods and worship them, I tell you today that you will certainly perish and will not live long in the land you are entering to possess across the Jordan. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. 
Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God. Obey him and remain faithful to him. For he is your life, and he will prolong your life in the land the Lord swore to give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And uh, we skip into Numbers twenty-seven, fifteen to 33. So Moses appealed to the Lord. May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the community who will go out before them and come back in before them, and who will bring them out and bring them in, so that the Lord's community won't be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Have him stand before Eliezer the priest in the whole community, and commission him in their sight. Confer some of your authority on him, so that the entire Israelite community will obey him. He will stand before Eliezer, who will consult the Lord for him, with the decision of the Urim. He and all Israelites with him, even the entire Israelite community, will go out and come back in at his command. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua, had him stand before Eliezer the priest and the entire community, laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord had spoken through Moses. And Numbers 36.13 These are the commands and ordinances the Lord commanded the Israelites through Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. And we go back into Deuteronomy for the rest of the day. Yes. 31.1 Then Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel, saying, I am now 120 years old. I can no longer act as your leader. The Lord has told me you will not cross this Jordan. The Lord your God is the one who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will drive them out. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you, as the Lord has said. The Lord will deal with them as he did with Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them over to you, and you must do exactly to them as I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land the Lord swore to give to their fathers. You will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And we jump into 31.23 quickly. The Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, Be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I swore to them, and I will be with you. And then back into 31.9. Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the priests, the son of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and to all the elders of Israel. Moses commanded them, At the end of every seven years, at the time appointed in the year of debt cancellation, during the festival of booths, when all Israel assembles in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he chooses, you are to read this law aloud before all Israel. Gather the people, men, women, children and foreigners living within your gates, so that they may listen and learn to fear the Lord your God, and be careful to follow all the words of this law. Then their children who do not know the law will listen and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. When Moses had finished... Right, the Lord said to Moses, This time of your death is now approaching. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting so that I may commission him. When Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tent of meeting, the Lord appeared at the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the cloud stood at the entrance to the tent. The Lord said to Moses, 
You are about to rest with your fathers, and this people will soon commit adultery with the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will abandon me and break the covenant I have made with them. My anger will burn against them on that day. I will abandon them and hide my face from them so that they will become easy prey. Many troubles and afflictions will come to them. On that day they will say, Haven't these troubles come to us because our God is no longer with us? I will certainly hide my face on that day because of all the evil they have done by turning to other gods. Therefore write down this song for yourselves and teach it to the Israelites. Have them recite it so that this song may be a witness for me against the Israelites. When I bring them into the land I swore to give to their fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey, they will eat their fill and prosper. They will turn to other gods and worship them, despising me and breaking my covenant. And when many troubles and afflictions come to them, this song will testify against them, because their descendants will have not forgotten it. For I know that they are what they are prone to do, even before I bring them into the land I swore to give to them. So Moses wrote down this song on that day and taught it to the Israelites. When Moses had finished writing down on a scroll every single word of this law, he commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, Take this book of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, so that it may remain there as a witness against you. For I know how rebellious and stiff-necked you are. If you are rebelling against the Lord now, while I am still alive, how much more will you rebel after I am dead? Assemble all your tribal leaders and officers before me, so that I may speak these words directly to them and call heaven and earth as witnesses against them. For I know that after my death you will become completely corrupt and turn from the path I have commanded you. Disaster will come to you in the future because you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight, infuriating him and with what your hands have made. Then Moses recited aloud every single word of the song to the entire assembly of Israel. Pay attention, heavens, and I will speak. Listen, earth, to the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words settle like dew, like gentle rain on new grass and showers and tender plants. For I will proclaim the Lord's name, declare the greatness of our God. The rock, his work is perfect. All his ways are entirely just. A faithful God without prejudice, he is righteous and true. His people have acted corruptly towards him. This is their defect. They are not his children, but a devious and crooked generation. Is this how you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't he your father and creator? Didn't he make you and sustain you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years long past. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders and they will teach you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance and divided the human race, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the people of Israel. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his own inheritance. He found him in a desolate land in a barren, howling wilderness. He surrounded him, cared for him, and guarded him as the pupil of his eye. He watches over his nest like an eagle and hovers over his young. He spreads his wings, catches him, and lifts him up on his pinions. The Lord alone led him, with no help from a foreign god. He made him ride in the heights of the land and eat the produce of the field. He nourished him with honey from the rock and oil from flint-like rock, cream from the herd and milk from the flock, with the fat of lambs, rams from Bashan and goats with the choicest grains of wheat. You drank wine from the finest grapes. Then Jeshurun became fat and rebelled. You became fat, bloated and gorged. He abandoned the Lord who made him and scorned the rock of his salvation. They provoked his jealousy with foreign gods. They enraged him with detestable practices. 
They sacrificed to demons not God, to gods they had not known, new gods that had just arrived, which your fathers did not fear. You ignored the rock who gave you birth, you forgot the God who brought you forth. There we end, day 74. Day 75, as we continue through this song that Moses teaches the Israelites in Deuteronomy 32, beginning at 19. When the Lord saw this, he despised them, provoked to anger by his sons and daughters. He said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what will become of them, for they are a perverse generation, unfaithful children. They have provoked my jealousy with their so-called gods. They have enraged me with their worthless idols. So while I will provoke their jealousy with an inferior people, I will enrage them with a foolish nation. For fire has been kindled because of my anger, and burns to the depth of Sheol. It devours the land and its produce, and scorches the foundations of the mountains. I will pile disasters on them, I will use up my arrows against them. They will be weak from hunger, ravaged by pestilence and bitter plague. I will unleash on them wild beasts with fangs, as well as venomous snakes that slither in the dust. Outside the sword will take their children, and inside there will be terror. The young man and the virgin will be killed, the infant and the grey-haired man. I would have said I will cut them to pieces and blot out the memory of them from mankind, if I had not feared insult from the enemy, or feared that these foes might misunderstand and say, Our own hand has prevailed. It wasn't the Lord who did all this. Israel is a nation lacking sense, with no understanding at all. If only they were wise, they would figure it out. They would understand their fate. How could one man pursue a thousand, or two put ten thousand to flight? Unless their rock has sold them, unless the Lord had given them up. But their rock is not like our rock, even our enemies concede. For their vine is from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poisonous, their clusters are bitter, Their wine is serpent's venom, the deadly poison of cobras. Is it not stored up with me, sealed it up in my vaults? Vengeance belongs to me, I will repay. In time their foot will slip, for their day of disaster is near, and their doom is coming quickly. The Lord will indeed vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free, he will say, Where are their gods, the rock they found refuge in? who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up and help you. Let it be a shelter for you. See now that I am alone, I alone am he. There is no God but me. I bring death and I give life. I wound and I heal. No one can rescue anyone from my hand. I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand takes hold of judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh, the blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice, you nations, over his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his adversaries. He will purify his land and his people. Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song in the presence of the people. After Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all these words I am giving as a warning to you today, so that you may command your children to carefully follow all the words of this law. For they are not meaningless words to you, but they are your life, and by them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. 
And we go to Numbers 27, 12 to 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up this mountain of the Abiram range and see that the land I am giving the Israelites. After you have seen it, you will be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was. When the community quarreled in the wilderness of Zin, both of you rebelled against my command to show my holiness in their sight at the waters. Those were the waters of Meribah of Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Back in the Deuteronomy. On that same day, the Lord spoke to Moses, Go up Mount Nebo in the Abiram range in the land of Moab, across from Jericho, and view the land of Canaan I am giving the Israelites as a possession. Then you will die on the mountain that you go up, and you will be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. For both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin by failing to treat me as holy in their presence. Although you will view the land from a distance, which I am giving the Israelites, you will not go there. This is a blessing that Moses, the man of God, gave the Israelites before his death. He said, The Lord came from Mount Sinai and appeared to them from Seir. He shone on them from Mount Paran and came with ten thousand holy ones, with lightning from his right hand for them. Indeed, he loves the people. All your holy ones are in your hand, and they assemble at your feet. Each receives your words. Moses gave us instruction, a possession for the assembly of Jacob. So he became king in Jeshurun, when all the leaders of the people gathered with the tribes of Israel. Let Reuben live and not die, though his people have become few. He said this about Judah. Lord, hear Judah's cry and bring him to his people. He fights for his cause with his own hands, but may you be a help against his foes. He said about Levi, Your Thummim and Urim belong to your faithful one. You tested him at Massa and contended with him at the waters of Meribah. He said about his father and mother, I do not regard them. He disregarded his brothers and didn't acknowledge his sons, for they kept your word and maintained your covenant. They will teach your ordinances to Jacob and your instruction to Israel. They will set incense before you and hold burnt offerings on your altar. Lord, bless his possessions and accept the work of his hands. Smash the loins of his adversaries and enemies, so that they cannot rise again. He said about Benjamin, The Lord's beloved rests securely on him. He shields him all day long, and he rests on his shoulders. He said about Joseph, May his land be blessed by the Lord with the dew of heaven's bounty, and the watery depths that lie beneath. With the bountiful harvest from the sun and from the abundant field of his seasons, with the best products of the ancient mountains and the bounty of the eternal hills, with the choice gifts of the land and everything in it, and with the favour of him who appeared in the burning bush. May these rest on the head of Joseph, on the crown of the prince of his brothers. His firstborn bull was splendour, and horns like had horns like those of a wild ox. He gores all the peoples with them to the ends of the earth. Such are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and such are the thousands of Manasseh. He said about Zebulun, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your journeys, and Ishkar in your tents. They summon the peoples to a mountain. There they offer acceptable sacrifices, for they draw from the wealth of the seas and the hidden treasures of the sand. He said about Gad, The one who enlarges Gad's territory will be blessed. He lies down like a lion and tears off an arm or even a head. He chose the best part for himself because a ruler's portion was assigned there for him. He came with the leaders of the people. He carried out the Lord's justice and his ordinances for Israel. He said about Dan, 
Dan is a young lion leaping out of Bashan, he said about Naphtali. Naphtali, enjoying approval, full of the Lord's blessing, take possession to the west and the south. He said about Asher, may Asher be the most blessed of all the sons. May he be the most favoured among his brothers and dip his foot in olive oil. May the bolts of your gate be iron and bronze and may strength last as long as you live. There is none like the God of Jeshurun who rides the heavens to your aid on the clouds in his majesty. The God of old is your dwelling place and underneath are the everlasting arms. He drives out the enemy before you and commands destroy. So Israel dwells securely. Jacob lives untroubled in a land of grain and new wine. Even his skies drip with dew. How happy you are, Israel. Who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? He is the shield that protects you, the sword you boast in. Your enemies will cringe before you and you will tread on their backs. And there we, we finish today with, oh, well, sorry, we nearly finished today with uh, Psalm 91, 1-16. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he himself will deliver you from the hunter's net, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers, you will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you, no plague will come near your tent, for he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that no one will strike a foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, you will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he is lovingly devoted to me, I will deliver him, I will exalt him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him, I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honour. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. And then we end today with Deuteronomy 34, 1-7. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pishkah, which faces Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Mediterranean Sea, the Negev and the region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Pams, as far as Zoar. The Lord then said to him, This is the land I promised Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your own eyes, but you will not cross into it. So Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab, as the Lord had said. He buried him in the valley in the land of Moab facing Beth Peor, and no one to this day knows where his grave is. Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died. His eyes were not weak, and his vitality had not left him. And there we end, day seventy-five. Day seventy-six, as we continue reading through Deuteronomy, and today we also read a number of Psalms before we head into Joshua tomorrow. Deuteronomy 38, verse 4. Sorry, verse 8. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. 
Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses came to an end. Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. No prophet has risen again in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unparalleled for all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do against the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh, to all his officials, and to all his land, and for all the mighty acts of power and terrifying deeds that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Then we read Psalm 78, 12-66. He worked wonders in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, the region of Zoan. He split the sea and brought them across. The water stood firm like a wall. He led them with a cloud by day and with a fiery light throughout the night. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as abundant as, a, as the depths. He brought streams out of the stone and made water flow down like rivers. But they continued to sin against him, rebelling in the desert against the Most High. They deliberately tested God, demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Is God able to provide food in the wilderness? Look, he struck the rock and water gushed out. Torrents overflowed. But he can also provide bread or furnish meat for his people. Therefore the Lord heard and became furious. Then fire broke out against Jacob, and anger flared up against Israel. Because they did not believe God or rely on his salvation. He gave a command to the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained manna for them to eat. He gave them grain from heaven. People ate the bread of angels. He sent them an abundant supply of food. He made the east wind blow in the skies and drove the south wind by his might. He rained meat in them like dust and winged birds like the sand of the seas. He made them fall on his camp all around his tent. They ate and were completely satisfied, for he gave them what they craved. Before they had satisfied the desire, while the food was still in their mouths, God's anger flared up against them, and he killed some of their best men. He struck down Israel's choice young men. Despite all this, they kept sinning and did not believe his wonderful works. He made their days end in futility, their years in sudden disaster. When he killed some of them, the rest began to seek him. They repented and searched for God. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High, their Redeemer. But they deceived him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were insincere toward him, and they were unfaithful to his covenant. Yet he was compassionate. He atoned for their guilt and did not destroy them. He often turned his anger aside and did not unleash all his wrath. He remembered that they were only flesh, a wind that passes and does not return. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They constantly tested God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power shown on the day he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his miraculous signs in Egypt and his marvellous in the regions of Zoan. He turned their rivers into blood and they could not drink from their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which fed on them and frogs which devastated them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar and the fruit of their labour to the locust. He killed their vines with hail and their sycamore fig trees with a flood. He handed over their livestock to hail and their cattle to lightning bolts. He sent his burning anger against them, fury, indignation and calamity, a band of deadly messengers. He cleared a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but delivered their lives to the plague. He struck all the firstborn in Egypt, the first progeny of the tents of Ham. 
He led his people out like sheep and guided them like a flock in the wilderness. He led them safely and they were not afraid. But the seas covered their enemies. He brought them to his holy land, to the mountain his right hand acquired. He drove out nations before them. He appointed their inheritance by lot and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. But they rebelliously tested the Most High God, for they did not keep his decrees. They treacherously turned away like their fathers. They became warped like a faulty bow. They enraged him with their high places and provoked his jealousy with their carved images. God heard and became furious. He completely rejected Israel. He abandoned the tabernacle at Shiloh, the tent where he resided among men. He gave up his strength to captivity and his splendor to the hand of a foe. He surrendered his people to the sword because he was enraged with his heritage. Fire consumed his chosen young men, and his young women had no wedding songs. His priests fell by the sword, but the widows could not lament. Then the Lord awoke as if from sleep, like a warrior from the effects of wine. He beat back his foes, he gave them lasting shame. And we read Psalm 105, verses 16 to 45. He called down famine against the land and destroyed the entire food supply. He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles, his neck was put in an iron collar. Until the time his prediction came true, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent for him and released him. The rulers of peoples set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all his possessions, binding his officials at will and instructing his elders. Then Israel went to Egypt. Jacob lived as a foreigner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them more numerous than their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people and to deal deceptively with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his miraculous signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and it became dark, for did they not defy his commands? He turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land was overrun with frogs, even at their, in their king's chamber. He spoke and insects came, gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and lightning throughout their land. He struck their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came, young locusts without number. They devoured all the vegetation in their land and consumed the produce of their soil. He struck all the firstborn in their land, all their first progeny. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked and he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert. For he remembered his holy promise to Abraham his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they inherited what other peoples had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his laws. Hallelujah. Then Psalm 106, verses 1 to 33. Hallelujah, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his faithful love endures forever. Who can declare the Lord's mighty acts or proclaim all the praise due him? How happy are those who uphold justice, who practice righteousness at all times. Remember me, Lord, when you show favour to your people. 
Come to me with your salvation, so that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones. Rejoice in the joy of your nation, and boast about your heritage. Both we and our fathers have sinned, we have gone astray and have acted wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not grasp the significance of your wonderful works or remember your many acts of faithful love. Instead they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet he saved them because of his name, to make his power known. He rebuked the Red Sea and it dried up. He led them through the depths as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of the adversary. He redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. Water covered their foes, not one of them remained. Then they believed his promises and sang his praise. They soon forgot his works and would not wait for his counsel. They were seized with craving in the wilderness and tested God there in the desert. He gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. In the camp they were envious of Moses and of Aaron, the Lord's Holy One. The earth opened up and swallowed the than. It covered the assembly of Abiram. Fire blazed throughout their assembly. Flames consumed the wicked. At Horeb they made a calf and worshipped the cast metal image. They exchanged their glory for the image of a grass-eating ox. They forgot God their Saviour who did great things in Egypt, wonderful works in the land of Ham, awe-inspiring deeds at the Red Sea. So he said he would have destroyed them if Moses his chosen one had not stood before him in the breach to turn his wrath away from destroying them. They despised the pleasant land and did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not listen to the Lord's voice. So he raised his hand against them with an oath that he would make them fall in the desert and would disperse their descendants among the nations, scattering them throughout the lands. They aligned themselves with Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. They provoked the Lord with their deeds and a plague broke out against them. But Phinehas stood up and intervened and the plague was stopped. It was credited to him as righteousness throughout all generations to come. They angered the Lord at the waters of Meribah, and Moses suffered because of them, for they embittered his spirit, and he spoke rashly with his lips. And then Psalm 135, verses 1 to 20. Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, you servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for it is delightful. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his treasured possession. For I know that the Lord is great, our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever he pleases in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all the depths. He causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from his storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both people and animals. He sent signs and wonders against you, Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his officials. He struck down many nations and slaughtered many kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. He gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people Israel. Lord, your name endures forever. Your reputation, Lord, through all generations. For the Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nation are, are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear. Indeed, there is no breath in their mouths. Those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. House of Israel, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. 
you who revere the Lord, praise the Lord. And there we end, day 76. So we read day 77 as we come to the end of week 11. And we begin into the story of Joshua as the Israelites cross into the promised land. Joshua 1 verse 1. There will be um, a couple of skipping through these back and forward but we'll mostly go chronological. Joshua 1 verse 1. After the death of Moses the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua son of Nun who had served Moses. Moses my servant is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I am giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness in Lebanon to the great Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites and west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to carefully observe the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We jump into Joshua 3 verse 1. Joshua started early the next morning and left the Achaia grove with all the Israelites. They went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. Joshua 2, 1-21 Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two men as spies from Achaia grove, saying, Go out and scout the land, especially Jericho. So they left and came to the house of a woman, a prostitute named Rahab, and stayed there. The king of Jericho was was told, Look, some of the Israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land. Then the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab and said, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, for they came to investigate the entire land. But the woman had hidden the two men and taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, Yes, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. At nightfall, when the gate was about to close, the men went out and I don't know where they were going. Chase after them quickly and you can catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among the stacks of flax that she had arranged on the roof. The men pursued them along the road to the fords of the Jordan and as soon as they left to pursue them, the gate was shut. Before the men fell asleep, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that dread of you has fallen on us. And everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings you completely destroyed across the Jordan. When we heard this we lost heart, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now please swear to me by the Lord that you will also show kindness to my family, because I showed kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my family, mother, brothers and sisters and all who belong to them, and save us from death. The men answered her, We will give our lives for yours. If you don't report our mission, we will show kindness and faithfulness to you when the Lord gives us this land. 
Then she let them down by a rope through the window, since she lived in a house that was built into the wall of the city. Go to the hill country so that the men pursuing you won't find you, she said to them. Hide yourselves there for three days until they return. Afterwards go on your way. The men said to her, We will be free from this oath you made us swear unless we enter the land. You tie this scarlet cord to the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, mother, brothers and all your father's family into your house. If anyone goes out the doors of your house, his blood will be on his own head and we will be innocent. But if anyone with you in the house should be harmed, his blood will be on our heads. And if you report our mission, we are free from the oath you made us swear. Let it be as you say, she replied, and she sent them away. After they had gone, she tied the scarlet cord to the window. So the two men went to the hill country and stayed there three days until the pursuers had returned. They searched all along the way, but did not find them. Then the men returned, came down from the hill country and crossed the Jordan. They went to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported everything that had happened to them. They told Joshua, The Lord has handed over the entire land to us. Everyone who lives in the land is also panicking because of us. And back into Joshua 1, 10-18. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get provisions ready for yourselves, for within three days you will be crossing the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you to inherit. Joshua said to the Reubenites, the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh, Remember what Moses the Lord's servant commanded you when he said, The Lord your God will give you rest and he will give you this land. Your wives, young children and livestock may remain in the land Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan, but your fighting men must cross over in battle formation ahead of your brothers and help them until the Lord gives our brothers rest, as he has given you, and they too possess the land the Lord your God is giving them. You may then return to the land of your inheritance and take possession of what Moses the Lord's servant gave you on the east side of the Jordan. They answered Joshua, Everything you have commanded us we will do, and everywhere you send us we will go. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses in everything, and may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your order and does not obey your words in all that you command him will be put to death. Above all, be strong and courageous. And Joshua 3 verse 2 After three days the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God carried by the Levitical priests, you must break camp and follow it. But keep a distance of about 1,000 yards between yourselves and the Ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go, for you haven't travelled this way before. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Then he said to the priests, Take the Ark of the Covenant and go on ahead of the people. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. The Lord spoke to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, so they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. Then Joshua told the Israelites, Come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. He said, You will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly dispossess before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites, when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan. Now choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man from each tribe. 
When the feet of the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, come to rest in the Jordan's waters, its waters will be cut off. The water flowing downstream will stand up in a mass. When the people broke camp, when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the ark of the covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season, but as soon as the priests carrying the ark reached the Jordan. Their feet touched the water at its edge, and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarathan. The water flowing downstream into the sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off, and the peoples crossed opposite Jericho. The priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground, until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Choose twelve men from the people, one man for each tribe, and command them, Take twelve stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan, where the priests' feet are standing. Carry them with you and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the twelve men selected from the Israelites, one man for each tribe, and said to them, Go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone and onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean to you? You should tell them, The waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the ark of the Lord's covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's waters were cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. The twelve men took stones from the middle of the Jordan, one for each of the Israelite tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the camp and set them down there. Joshua also set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan, where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. Those stones are there to this day. The priests carrying the ark continued standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people, in keeping with all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people hurried across, and after everyone had finished crossing, the priests with the ark of the Lord crossed in the sight of the people. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh went in battle formation in front of the Israelites, as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 equipped for war crossed into the plains of Jericho in the Lord's presence. On that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they revered him throughout his life, as they had revered Moses. The Lord told Joshua, Command the priests who carry the Ark of the Testimony to come up from the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up from the Jordan. When the priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came up from the middle of the Jordan, and their feet stepped out on solid ground. The waters of the Jordan resumed their course, flowing over all the banks as before. There we end, day 77.